Welcome to The Creep End. I'm your host, Brittany. This is my co-host and sister, Kaylin. Hello. And today it is episode... 29. And we're doing, like, mysterious disappearances. Yeah. Like... Like, those fucked up disappearances that don't have no answers. Yes. And there's no clues left behind either. No clues, no answers. Or, in my cases, the people showed back up, but a lot of weird shit happened in between. Oh, yeah. I did one of those. Well, I started to do one of those where the person showed back up, but it turned out that she purposefully left. Changed her name and then tried to come back to her family like 13 fucking years later. That's not paranormal. No, it's not. That's why I said I almost. Oh. (laughs) Or I was going to. It's not paranormal. It was started out paranormal because it was like she just disappeared without a trace. And then all of a sudden it was like she told her side of the story. And it was like, oh, I went to Florida and I ditched out on my kids and my family. She would go to Florida. Yeah, she would. Uh, Okay. So I was about to say that's more like a true crime. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the yeah. other one's like kind of paranormally but kind of true crimey all at the same time oh well it's I mean, like a mix of both it's like nobody knows but nobody knows exactly all right well as promised uh kaylin gets to open her birthday gifts that i did not have in my possession last week and now i do and um I ended up having to change my mind on some things, so I actually ended up canceling some orders. What did you change your mind on? Now I'm curious. I ended up doing it myself instead of oh. paying somebody else to do it, so. Oh, okay. Basically. That's fine. Um, yeah. And then uh, your stickers are still en route. I ordered you some funny Please stickers. Please tell me they're Twilight stickers. I mean, one of them is. Oh, yay. So, just so you know. Is it Charlie? No. Oh, man. It's no, even, just it's, it's it's something you're not gonna expect. It's something I'm not gonna expect. Okay, so, can I open this now or? Yeah, it's open. Yay, paper. <laughs> <laughs> we have matching Adam Driver candles. <laughs> Except for mine has a naked version. <laughs> I mean, not naked, shirtless. <laughs> oh, hey, baby. That's going straight up on my dresser. <laughs> I'm not even going to hide it. That's just going to be just straight right there for everybody. I might put it in the kitchen. You know what? I'm gonna f- Fuck it. I'm putting it in the kitchen. Oh, my God. Right on the windowsill. <sighs> face, facing out. Ooh. Now we can save the wrappings for a different one. <laughs> oh, God. Her face. I haven't even looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. says the twilight saga new moon <laughs> the crew nut hoodie heck yes that's about to be worn all freaking winter <laughs> i know i got it nice and cozy for yeah. you yeah i like crew necks too so i know, know you do i love my crew necks <laughs> catch me in a crew neck how about that you can wear that when we go like picking pumpkins or something yes i'm gonna wear it every day it's never gonna get washed <laughs> oh good just kidding i'll wash it once in a while <laughs> Naked Adam Driver and New Moon. Thank you. I love it. You're welcome. So, for my birthday last year, (laughs) my sister got a and Christmas uh, one of the like altar candles. You know, like the I call them Jesus candles, but they're the tall altar candles. Uh, She got one, and then she put a nice photo of Kylo Ren around it instead of Pope, whoever. And so I got her back. And I put uh, the newest um, photo of Adam Driver promoting Burberry cologne yes. on the front. He's staring so into my soul. He's right like now. standing in the ocean with no shirt on. So yes, I figured you'd appreciate that. I do. I really fucking do. That candle's never getting burned either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for Christmas, I got her a lovely, lovely, well done Etsy spatula that has That's a right. burnt picture of adam driver on it yes so i have a wooden spoon with adam driver's face on it and she gave it to me with my star wars cookbook 
but my husband also has not said a word about it. <laughs> and I don't know if he's just over it and just has nothing to say or if he just hasn't realized it. Yeah. Or, or he, both. Or maybe he's like, oh, it's a Star Wars guy and he yeah. came with the cookbook. Like, I don't know. But he hasn't said a word that I have a man on a wooden spoon that <laughs> I cook with. Maybe he thinks it's a woman because his hair was long in that. He has a mustache and goatee. This on is the, true. That's so true. I mean, it's, Some women have I don't that, know. though. I mean, so. I, you're not wrong. Oh my um, gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you. You're welcome. So excited. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I was being lazy. And I had a lot of shit going on. So I was like, I'm just going to order this hoodie or this crew neck. And mm-hmm. then it was taking forever. So I was like, hey, can I just cancel the order? It felt kind of bad, but I literally made it in like five minutes. So. There, you, there you go. <laughs> and it cost me like less than half the price. See? I just rubbed my eye and I just remembered I had makeup on. God fucking it's damn it. You're all right. It's so annoying. So, um, we returned from Reno and we adventured into Virginia City for Kaylin's birthday. And we went to the uh, Washoe Club, which is a bar. Uh, we missed the final tour by five minutes. And they I think it was less than five minutes. They I wouldn't litter- let us go join, which was stupid. Yeah. But whatever. But we got to go and poke around their little museum area. So I figure next episode, mm-hmm. let's talk about Virginia City. Well, one of us can do Washoe Club, mm-hmm. and we'll pick another haunted place in Virginia City, and then okay. we'll talk more about our experience then. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have a lovely experience like you did with Millie. Well, because you were you were hiding. So. Yeah, I did hide. Okay, <laughs> this is what happened. Uh, well, we got you to take a picture in the little uh, crypt area, so I guess that's that's Woo-hoo! enough. No, I'm just kidding. We're but also, the fucking we're house also gonna of... pay to stay the night. So no, she's gonna pay to stay nope, the night, and with. I'm gonna go stay in a hotel two towns over. And They're then all, it's there. all haunted. Everything's haunted, so you may as well just stay with us. But no, fucking like cabin <laughs> we stayed in this week and was haunted as fuck too. Oh yes, yes. So it my was. kids are laying in bed, and we got there at like one o'clock in the morning, and they go to lay in the bed, and. The light was still on, and I go in there to lay down, too, and I was like, hey, guys, what's going on? And Andre goes, I saw something move on the wall next to me. And I was like, what? And then he was like, the airplanes started moving, too. They had, like, um, picture... Well, they're not real picture. They're, like, metal, like, kind of airplane things. Yeah. Like, decorations. And he was like, the airplane started to move, and there was something moving on the wall. And then Rowan was like, there was somebody or something standing in the hallway, and it scared me. And I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Kyle said he, I think, he turned on his ghost tube and got some words. I did, too. Um, I don't remember them off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I barely slept. I'm like, I slept fine. Well, I barely slept, but I was barely there. I yeah, guess this is yeah. also the thing. I didn't you were really get to, to sleep. Yeah, I really didn't get to hang out, so. Um, all right, so, yeah, we'll talk about our Washoe Club experience on the next episode. And then, yeah. I feel like that was kind of the gist of our creepy happenings for the last week. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a liar. Oh, she's uh, a liar. I'm just kidding. Like two nights before we headed up that way, I th- I had I told you already um, when we got to the cabin, but uh, the other night Justin's phone had been off. Oh it, yeah. It, and then it turned itself on, so I hear I'm like sleeping and then I hear the like the T-Mobile jingle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the? F-? And I thought it was my phone. I'm like, my, my sound's not on. My alarm is on, but my sound isn't on. Yeah. So I'm like checking my phone. Like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, he's like getting all these notifications. But it go. he has like a Call of Duty thing. So it's like something helicopter inbound. And it like <laughs> says it out of nowhere and scares the pants off me. So yeah, his phone turned itself on in the middle of the night. Mm. And then like a couple hours later woke back up to something crashing in the front bathroom and even the dog like popped her head up and Mm -hmm. i was like okay maybe i should go look Mm. and i was like 
No. It's on the dog first. <laughs> well, then she laid back down. I'm like, oh. okay, well, if it was a person, she would have been out the door. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not going to go look then. So uh got up in the morning, though, nothing had moved. Like, absolutely not. I don't know what made the sound. I don't know what crashed, but nothing had moved. Everything was still, even all her little toys. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought, like, the toys they, like, fell. slipped off, or maybe yeah. the wind, you know what, I don't know. The bathroom window wasn't even open for once. But all her little toys are, like, lined up on that, um, mm-hmm. that, like, wooden thing. Yeah. They were all still there. Oh, hell no. Yeah, so that was fun. Nothing. That was about it. So. So, yeah. All right, then. Well, shall we, uh, shall we dive in? Sure. Got anything else to talk about? Mm, no. I'm moving slow to- today, guys. I don't feel good. I'm sorry. <laughs> so just don't mind me. It's been a slow few days. Oh my God, I wish my days would calm down. Well, I've had calm. I've been up and busy and doing shit. I no, just, I know. My stomach is fucking fighting for its life right now. <laughs> I worked nine days in a row. Ugh. Then the day of wedding prep. Then the wedding day. And then yesterday came home. And that's a fucking job in itself, too. Like, driving home. I got to nap yesterday, which was fine. I got to nap. But I, I don't feel like... I had to go to work. Well, I don't feel like it was, like, a whole day off because, like, I had to drive all the way home. I had to make sure we were packed. Yeah. I had to unpack. Bro, I forgot so much shit, but we also left at, like, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, so. I know. They, were like, collected all your stuff in the corner. <laughs> so I was like, well, if you find any of my kids' socks, we'll see you later. Yeah. Um... So yeah, and then I'm working right after we record, and I'm off tomorrow, but tomorrow is Nova's first birthday, so. Can I post an Instagram thing? Yeah. Okay. okay. I just wanted to ask permission on on live broadcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I have all the people to back me up. <laughs> I'm just okay. kidding. Yeah, because I'm that kind of No, person. I was going to ask anyways. I just, you mentioned it right now. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So. Adam Driver's going to join us today. <laughs> Dude, my printer printed it out actually pretty good. I'm oh, kind God, of impressed. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we each chose, like, two stories since, kind of, you know, they, like, a lot of these stories don't have a ton of information because either the people were found and don't, you know, there's limited amount of info or they weren't found, so. Um, so my first story, which I feel kind of stupid, I did a story from, like, uh, 2010 first and then my second story is from 1970 and my brain is like why didn't you put them in chronological order so I'm having to like tell myself it's okay it, so. it is okay it's fine it's okay. fine so don't mind me I'm being weirdo so um, so my first story comes from um, a like kind of story that was told to author David Paulides Paulides? I don't know how to say that. Anyway, uh, he's the um, author of the Missing 411 book series, which is the book series that, like, takes note of all the unusual missing person cases, um, especially in, like, national park areas Mm. and stuff like that. So he collects them all together and puts them in his, like, book series and talks about them. Um, so he, he's, I guess said, this is like one that's pretty weird to him and the, you know, and so I guess he's talked about this one on like podcasts and stuff, but, uh, so we'll go ahead and jump right in. Just wanted to give like a little background of where this comes from. So, um, in, on October 1st, 2010, a three-year-old boy known to us as John Doe went missing around 6.30 p.m., along a popular fly fishing river near Mount Shasta in California. Um, Shortly after he disappeared, uh, his family, like, frantically started searching for him. Nobody could find him. They said it was like he was there one second and then just gone the next. Mm -hmm. So they finally call in authorities. Um, They come in and start searching the area. And about five hours later, he was found laying down in the brush next to a act- like a trail, like mm-hmm. a popular trail. And he seemed super dazed and confused. Um, his parents, who were going to refer to as Mr. and Mrs. Doe, um, attributed this to 
him being exhausted from they're assuming he was out running around mm-hmm. and uh they were grateful that they, that a that they were able to find him he was physically unharmed so they declined medical or, i mean they didn't decline medical they medical staff on scene gave them like the okay like yeah oh he looks fine like um so yeah so that was that but then a few weeks later he started talking about uh some of the scary shit that happened to him when he went missing so his grandmother Kathy who he called Cappy uh was i guess watching him and playing with him and she said that he looked toward her and was like you know what i don't like the other grandma Cappy and she's just like what what does that even mean so apparently he had been taken into a cave within the mountain mount shasta by a woman who he had thought was his grandmother. So apparently this woman mm. looked exactly like his grandma. And it mm-hmm. sounds like she even identified herself as his grandma. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, once they had reached their destination, um, he said that he was in like a cold, dark, spider-infested room which was full of, like, human-looking robots that were sitting around or standing around in, like, various positions, but motionless. And then um, on the floor was, like, dusty purses and bags, guns, and other weapons that looked like they'd just been laying there for a really long time. And then um, he realized that a strange light was coming out of his grandma's head and that she had to have been some kind of robot as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the other grandmother ordered him to um, defecate upon a sheet of paper. She and he told him to shit yeah. on a piece of paper? Precisely. And uh, he, po- he politely declined. <laughs> uh, he said no. And um, so the other grandmother got super annoyed and like agitated because he kept refusing. To poo? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that's like I I'm sorry. Um so uh yeah, so the other grandmother also told him that he was from out of outer space, out of space. Jesus Christ. He is from out of the space. He is from outer space and had been like planted inside of his mother's womb. And uh he was still like refusing to cooperate with her, so finally she took him back outside and told him to wait in a thicket until help arrived for him and then that's where he was later found um so his actual grandmother hears the story and is like what the hell have you been watching on tv like what yeah so she calls his dad and is like what is going on and he goes oh yeah actually he told me that story a few days ago and that's not anything we've seen on tv so amongst this weird story coming out, uh, the the actual grandmother decided she was going to tell her, her weird story that also happened at Mount Shasta. Um, about a year before her grandson had gone missing and then was refound, she um, was camping. She went mm-hmm. on a trip. She's camping at Mount Shasta. And she said that she had been pulled from her tent and out of her sleeping bag, and she awoke face down in the dirt, um, like a short distance away mm-hmm. from her tent, and that she felt like an intense pain at the base of her neck, and there she found two puncture wounds that were present, and the surrounding skin was red and inflamed, and her friend, who had also accompanied her on this like hike camping trip, um, also suffered a, a matching injury. So they both had matching, like, mm-hmm. puncture wounds in their neck. And they just chopped it up to, oh, it might have been a spider. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a giant spider, but sure. That, that would be I don't like know. Hagrid's spider. Like, I don't know what kind of spiders are at Mount Shasta, but apparently if you thought, oh, it's a spider, they're that big? I don't know. So both Kathy and her um, friend ended up becoming, like, violently ill after... She ended up so sick that she could barely, like, get the strength to pack up her stuff to leave Mm -hmm. Mount Shasta. 
And then she was, like, trying frantically to, like, recall what had happened. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that she could really remember is while she was falling asleep, she had seen, like, glowing red eyes. And um, she just thought it was, like, a herd of deer. Yeah. Because they were all poking out of the, like, bushes and stuff. Yeah. And that's, like, the last thing she remembered. And so after uh, she made it home, she said that she felt just completely drained of, like, all emotion, all creativity, just all... She just felt completely drained. And uh, she's, like, several months passed before she actually felt like her old self again. Hmm. And she said that she had actually dismissed her own, in like, experience as just, like, oh, I got bit by something, got really sick. Yeah. Um, until her grandson came forward and said he had some weird experience. Then she thought back, like, oh, shit, maybe that was weirder. Yeah. So, um, legends and lore pertaining to Mount Shasta have existed for... A really, really long time. No shit. Um, no indigenous shit. people had talked about a fallen race of prehistoric giants that used to live in the area. Um, others claim that there are, like, beings known as the Lemuri- Lemurians? Lemurians? Yeah. Um, that live in the caves and live in the mountain and inside the mountain they have like a magical city called Telos and um some also say that they think a like large energetic like vortex is present like uh in the mountain on the mountain around the mountain around <laughs> become around the big mountain rock candy comes. mountains um and then, of course, many Bigfoot sightings and a ton of UFO sightings well, as well. you know, the only one Bigfoot that roams around. Yeah, the singular Bigfoot <laughs> makes it to Mount Shasta. Well, um, it's like on your way up north, so yeah, it's a pit stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Mount Shasta is, like, really fucking creepy, and so it's not that unheard of that people go missing, weird shit happens, and there's just, like, people vanish without a trace. Um, but apparently there's also, uh, robot people who hang out in the mountain and abduct children and want them to poo. So. Men in black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's my, uh, that's story number one. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, you had me until you said glowing uh, light out of her head, and I was like, oh. Well, if there was, like, other weird turned-off robots... I mean... She's probably I, alien. I guess. Or a Lemurian. Like, I don't know what those are supposed to look like. Alright, so my second story is about um, Stephen Kubaki. So, uh, Stephen Kubaki's incident um, happened in what they called the Michigan Triangle. Which is like a stretch of land and water that um, people have gone missing planes have gone missing boats have gone missing a lot of weird shit happens in this area i feel like we mentioned that in a previous episode maybe briefly i don't know we're too far i remember like mentioning the um bermuda triangle so it's basically like the same idea yeah like it's some weird triangular space of Mm -hmm. creepy shit happening so on the morning of, or on the morning of, in, oh my god, one morning in February of 1978, um, Stephen Kubaki was a uh, student in the Michigan area and he lived close to Lake Michigan, so he decided uh, he was going to go skiing near the frozen lake. Um, a day later, he had not returned, so his family decided to go ahead and file an official, official missing persons report, and a huge search was put out in order to help find him. Um, eventually, they found his skis and his poles, and they were actually found on the beach of Lake Michigan, as well as footprints that they assumed were his that headed directly to the lake, but mm-hmm. stopped abruptly at the water's edge. 
Um, there was no other indication that he could, like, he changed direction. Mm-hmm. There was actually no break in the ice, so they weren't even sure if he had decided to try to, like, play on the ice or something and yeah. he fell through. Because um, I don't think within 24 hours of breaking the ice would reseal, or at least not enough to where you couldn't still see the crack yeah, formation. Yeah, no, it would I don't probably know. just, like, have a surface cover for sure. Yeah, like, I, when you just put ice in the freezer for, like an hour and it just has like that really thin layer i yeah i mean i don't yeah i don't know how lakes freezing over works but i can't imagine that you wouldn't be able to tell somebody might have cracked the ice somewhere within a day um so yeah basically it looked like he just vanished into thin air and um so like i said there's a huge search effort in order to find him so people had been combing the area all day and after performing what they considered an extensive search all of a sudden uh his backpack showed up near the skis and the poles so he's just fucking with them at that point i mean i don't know all of a sudden it just plop plops there i'm like here you go here's the rest of my stuff and uh that was it that was the last bit left of steven kubaki until 15 months later and on may 5th of 1979 uh, he made his way to his aunt's house, who took him back to his dad's house. And, uh, yeah, his dad opened the door and there's his son. Just, hey dad, how's it going? I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously they ask, like, what the fuck happened? And, uh, Kubaki really couldn't remember anything, but he said that he had awoken in a field in Pittsfield, which was around 40 miles away from his father's house. But the strangest part of this is that his father did not live in Michigan. He was 700 miles away from where he went missing. So where his skis and poles and backpack were discovered on the shore of Lake Michigan, he was 700 miles away from that spot. The fuck? And says that he woke up in the middle of a field. He was wearing clothes that he said were not familiar to him. And he also had a backpack filled with maps and hitchhiking signs. Suggesting that he had traveled widely. uh, Reaching places such as Sacramento, San Francisco, Reno, Chicago, and Utah. Oh. He also had $40 in cash. New new glasses. Uh sneakers and a t-shirt from a marathon in wisconsin and he said that he just felt like he had done a lot of running um it's the fucking new age force gump like (laughs) he said his memory right up until he disappeared remained intact he remembers everything about the day everything before going Mm -hmm. ski before going skiing but he said the last thing that he can remember is feeling cold and scared Mm -hmm. of being lost um in the dark in the cold yeah uh so uh, following the incident despite you know people kind of pushing him they wanted to know more they wanted to know more uh he decided he just wasn't going to talk about it anymore so he refused to speak of the encounter he said he had no memory and he said that he didn't feel like he had any psychological problems left over um, as a result of the experience, so he didn't what feel the, the need to continue to talk about it. Oh. Uh, fun fact, though, he is now a psychologist. He would be. Yeah. He fucking <laughs> so would be. He fucking I would feel be. like something, something might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically, that's all anybody knows, and that's all he will tell, although, like I said, he says he has zero recollection of what happened in 15 months but he apparently did a lot of stuff i read a few stories where like a lot of the people like just had brand new families and brand new houses and brand new lives and like all this shit because they could not remember anything from like not their past life but like their time before they went to that that's weird yeah i thought that was pretty strange i'm like that's pushing it i think you're just doing that now to save face like i mean yeah right it's hard to tell i mean either like they hit their head they have amnesia yeah they woke up assumed some kind of identity and moved on yeah 
Or, or like miraculously overnight got like Alzheimer's or something. And then or just they're fucking they left their old life and are lying. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, it's a, and, and it's so hard because it was like reading these. It's just like, well, you just wanted to fucking run away. Well, and that was one of the arguments for him is like he was like he was almost finished with school. Yeah. Uh, he was doing well in all of his classes. Mm-hmm. He had no issues with relationships or women. Like yeah. he had, he had a great relationship with his family. Like he had no reason to just run off and, you know, he, if he wanted yeah. to go travel the world, he could have told his family, I'm oh. going to go travel the world. And they would have been like, cool, have fun. Yeah. You know? So it's like, he, why they, that's what he kind of said was like, what, I have no like motive to lie about mm-hmm. what I went through or where I've been. Yeah. He just doesn't remember. At least he had money, though. I guess I'd give him that Well, money. only $40. I don't know. Well, $40 <laughs> back then is... In the 70s? In the 70s is way more than what it's worth now. I mean, yeah, maybe close... Like, I don't know how in, how the inflation difference is, but, like, okay, let's just say it's twice... It was worth $80. It's, $40 in the 70s is not going to buy you a home. It's not going to buy you a home, but it's going <laughs> to buy you a bus ticket. And you're still going to have He woke up in the over. middle of a field, I'm though. just saying. How did he get from Wisconsin? <laughs> he had or... hitchhiking signs <laughs> that he had no remembrance no of sense. and maps. So, yeah, none of it makes sense. That's the whole point. I don't like this. I like logic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole point of the episode. There's no logic. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, the Lake Michigan Triangle has been the site of numerous unexplained air disasters, shipwrecks, vanishings dating back centuries there are stories of ghost ships ghost planes ufo sightings and uh there's even a story about a competitive sailing crew that passed through what sounded like a vortex while they were practicing and around the same time that kubaki 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 went missing um there was like this really like sudden wall of fog that rolled in mm-hmm. and um like this wind started blowing and it uh blew like they said from like two opposing directions and three wooden ships ended up like blowing out yeah and they all made like perfect synchronized 360 degree turns with nobody on the boats though just the wind blowing Mm-mm. All three boats at the same time made the same exact turn in perfect unison. Nope. And that happened just about the time that he went missing. So a lot of weird shit that happens here too. Nope. So, uh, so yeah. There's some quick and creepy tales of people going missing and really no explanation as to what the fuck happened to them. I don't like that. I like explanations. Well, it wouldn't be paranormal if there was an explanation. <laughs> I'm gonna make them. I'm just gonna make them up. Just gonna get. They're all lying. They're all yeah. liars. Everyone's a liar. I think they got abducted by. I think they got abducted by aliens. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Both stories. It almost reminds me of when we were talking about the Cecil Hotel, the young lady that went missing there. And I know she was found. Yeah, but there's no explanation. But there's no explanation in her behavior for behavior yeah. how she ended up where she ended up. Yeah. 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 So, yep. I think it was aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be that guy from Ancient Aliens. It was aliens. It was aliens. <laughs> okay. So, did I, did my first one about an entire colony of people. Oh, yes. The lost colony of please pronounce this for me because i swear to god i'm pronouncing it wrong roanoke it is roanoke okay scared me anyways that's in sleepy hollow right where they talk about that stuff in the tv show yeah yeah there's an episode didn't they touch base on it or something yeah okay i think that's where i first heard about it um, anyways sorry (laughs) well yeah and they gave a you know fabricated explanation as to what happened but for sure obviously we don't know for sure okay Okay. so in 1587 115 english settlers made their way to roanoke and it is an eye for those of you who don't know the east coast it is an island off of the coast of north carolina 
Um, the governor of the colony, John White, had had to go back to England to get more supplies for for everybody. But there was a naval war happening between England and Spain at the time, so he had to use his ship for the war because the queen at the time called for all available readied ships to all hands on deck. Yeah, pretty much. So he stayed there for three years and then was able to travel back to Roanoke Island. So in 1590, he returned to the island and there was no trace of anyone. He had left behind a wife, a daughter, and a granddaughter, who was also the first baby to be born in the Americas from that colony. Oh, okay. Not like forever, but like just from that colony. Yeah. Um, Three years after being gone, nothing or no one was there. There was no clues and there was no like significant clues except for one and it was a single word and I apologize for the shitty pronunciation but Croatoan? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it was carved into wood and Croatoan was the name of an island south of Roanoke. I want to say Roanoke, but that's not right. Roanoke. Um, the island was actually home to a Native American tribe, and there may be a possibility that the colony was abducted and or murdered by that tribe. Mm. Which, you know. So somebody left, like, it was the Croatoan yeah. in the tree. My thing is... How did you have the time to carve car- out in a tree well, if you're being how did you actively- know how to, like, spell or actually write? Because a lot of people back then weren't very literate i mean it it depends on who settled that colony that's true too uh typically the wealthier came because they could afford to purchase the land Mm -hmm. and the people that typically were illiterate that came over as servants this was like history back in like i don't know like fifth grade for sure i don't remember um and they could have taught each other if it was a small enough colony. True. Uh, and also the... A lot of the names of Native American tribes were, like, Americanized. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we came up... We, like, I was there, but... <sighs> settle- no, I get it. Settlers came up with names for them. Mm-hmm. Or that, like, oh, this sounds more like this. We're going to call you this or whatever. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's the... Uh... Like, sidebar on that. Like, I was looking up where the name Chucky came from. And it was because the people from back in the day couldn't pronounce the Native American man's, like name so they called him Chucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like a lot of yeah, a lot of names are just a bastardization of yeah. native names. So they could have easily known how to spell it if they're the ones that made it up. Mm-hmm. Um some theories are that they tried to sail back to England and got lost at sea. But my thing is about that your governor took the ship. Mm. <laughs> what, they took, like, a... A rowboat? A canoe. <laughs> a canoe? Yeah, no, like, so how are you going to fit 115 people into, yeah. like, two or three, plus all your belongings? Oh, none of the belongings were none left? None of the belongings oh, were left. Okay. Which makes it even, like, weirder, so how are you going to take a fucking canoe boat or a rowboat all the way back to England? For sure. When your governor took they, the like, big ship. Unless they, hi- they somebody pulled in and they hired them. But you would have got word eventually. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, eventually, even if it was another three years later. Mm-hmm. Somebody might have been like, oh, yeah, they all yeah, they're, hopped on that guy's yeah, boat. Yeah, they're, they're over there. So That's all them. Um, and I guess at that time, the Spaniards had made their way over and they were coming up from Florida. Mm-hmm. And they think... There's some of the theories about that is that as they were coming up from Florida, they were, the colony was killed by them. Like, they just, but, but I feel like there would be, there would be blood 
well, stained. Even three years later, there, there would be there'd either be, yeah, maybe blood stains. There would be bones somewhere, or yeah, you would be able to find places that had been dug up as graves. Yeah, the but ground. then all the things that are missing, like all of the belongings, like I could see them being well, yeah, rummaged through and taken ransacked, from. But every but, every single item is gone. Yeah, yeah. Um. Or the last one is that they moved inland and a friendly tribe took them in. Yeah. They assimilated into. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like even then... They would have heard about it at like some Somebody point. might have, like, traveled back or, mm. like, word would have gotten around, like, hey, look at all these white people living in this native tribe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, exactly. Like, we would, we would in history maybe have learned about, oh, look at this amazing mm-hmm. group of people... That live together. If we have enough history stating that the colony went missing, we could have had enough history saying, "Oh, here's this group of people that took mm-hmm. there. They took in this mm-hmm. group of settlers." Exactly. It's like the first Thanksgiving all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in 2007, DNA samples were taken from families that were local and close, like live close to the island, mm-hmm. in a search to see if they were related to the colony. Um, they also took sample DNA samples of local Native American tribes to see if they were um, integrated. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a good word for that? Yeah. Um, and searches are still going on. Investigations are still going on about the lost colony. And they've been going on for centuries, which I thought was really interesting. You're going to put all this fucking time and effort into finding 115 people when it's been like hundreds of years, hundreds of years later in 2007. I know it's like almost been like 20 years since 2007, but I feel like it still wasn't that long ago. Like 20 years is not as long as the 1500s. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, and then one of their little fun facts that they put into the article, it was 17 years later, the next group of English settlers found their way to Jamestown and stayed away from Roanoke Island. <laughs> Does it, uh, and no one lives there still, nope, right? Nope, no one lives there yeah, still. Yeah, because they it think it's un- cursed. Yeah, it's yeah. uninhabited. Yeah. Yeah I'm, pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure they think it's cursed because these people just disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah. Those aliens. Yeah, I'm. Could have been. It had to have been something. I just feel like if like if they were all murdered, like I can I can understand, maybe multiple people traveling through, like, hey, look, free stuff, and like took everything. Yeah, I can understand that. But I feel like at somewhere along but the road, but at some point you would find some bones. shitty graves or bones or like, animals would have rummaged in yeah. the ground for the fresh buried bodies. Like you would have been able to find disturbances. Yeah. My theory is that, you know, me and my logicalness, just kidding, it's not logical at all, <laughs> um, is that John White, is, was that his name, the governor? Mm-hmm. I feel like he made it all up. Maybe he never traveled with anybody. Maybe he was, like, sick in the head and thought he traveled with 115 people. And, you know, smallpox. You know, all those things. The plague. Well, I feel like somebody's had to have explored something similar to that. Okay, like maybe okay, maybe he didn't actually settle the island with a bunch of people. There would have been ship records mm-hmm. of people that traveled across with him. He would have had ship records that he yeah. had these people on his ship. Um so but that's, like, as logical as I can get about that is, like, he... And what? that's a... I mean, and then that would leave one single man to build multiple dwellings for people to live in. Yeah. That aren't really there. I don't know. Or maybe he got into a wreck on the way and was the only one who made it. I don't know. And threw 115 people overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I don't know. It just... That one kind of got... A little weird. So don't go to Roanoke Island. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to Mount Shasta either. Or the <laughs> Michigan Triangle. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Stay away from the Bermuda Triangle at this point. We'll just throw it all in here. Stay away from things. This is just purely opinions, though. Please don't come at us. 
Okay, so my next story is about a man named Brian Schaefer. He was born in 1979 and was about 27 years old when he went missing. He was a med student at Ohio State University. So in March or April, I've read two different dates, but I think I was just an idiot and one said March 31st and the other one said April 1st. So, you know, yeah. that's just my dumbassiness. Um, so in March and April of 2006, he went out with friends to celebrate the ending of finals. Um, Schaefer had made a call to his girlfriend around 10 p.m. Just talking about things, telling her he loves her, all those wonderful things. Um, him and his friend had left the first bar and had gone to a second with another friend who had offered to take them back to the first bar or take them home. And then this is where things got weird. So security cameras caught the friends going to the second story entrance at 1.15 a.m. And Schaefer went back outside around 2 a.m. Before he disappeared, though, he chatted with two women. Keep that in mind. Okay. His friends tried to call him to go home um, because the car, the, the car, the car was closing. Holy shit, the bar was closing. <laughs> Their car was closing. And they just thought he, like, had left and gone home himself or just went yeah. somewhere else. So they're like, whatever. We'll hear from him later. We're leaving. So there was no answer to his phone, but it, but it did ring. Um, that weekend he had missed calls from his father and his girlfriend and also had missed a flight to go be with his girlfriend. Mm. And that was when he was declared a missing person. There was a search for him that included 50 cops at a time. So every time that they would start a new search party, it was 50 different cops every single time. Okay. I had to look that part up because I was really confused the way they wrote it. Friends and family were interrogated and took polygraph tests, except for his roommate who denied the polygraph, Mm. which that was a little sketch to me. Yeah. Um, The two girls that had seen and talked to him last were never brought in for questioning or for a polygraph test. They just completely cut them out of the picture. That's weird. Which I thought was weird, too. Um, Shitty police work. Yeah, it really is. Um, His girlfriend would call his phone often and only would receive um, his voicemail until in September when it rang about three times and then stopped ringing. So the phone was kept on the entire time. From April, basically. To September. Until September. So it was being charged. Potentially. Yeah. Exactly. The phone company couldn't really come up with, like, a definitive answer. And you can't triangulate unless it's answered. Right? You can ping it. You can't really triangulate yeah, you can ping it. The you can ping tower, it. But yeah. You can't triangulate. Which is what they did. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the phone company was like, it could have been a glitch. Like, we don't know what's going on. But she's like, no, it fucking rang. Like, I heard it ring. Yeah. You know, like, this is not, this is not normal. And his phone didn't have GPS, so the location couldn't be found easily, but it did ping from a tower that was about 14 to 17 miles away. Oh, okay. So, wait, what year was this again? I'm sorry? 2006. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the phone would not have had GPS for sure. I know. I yeah. was like, oh, why didn't the phone have GPS? And I was like, I had to remember, like, it's, it's not probably 2021. F- it's probably a flip phone. Yep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> So, the last footage seen of Brian showed him walking off screen and back toward the bar entrance entrance before entirely disappearing on camera. What? He just disappeared off the camera. Oh. Like, not walking away, just disappeared. Like, like just... It, like, glitched and you couldn't see him, or he, like... Fizzled out? like disappeared off the camera what the fuck which is the only reason why i really chose this one (laughs) yeah for sure what the fuck and 
because they couldn't see him anymore. They checked all the cameras. One camera panned around, so it, like, moved around to see the entirety of the place while the others were actually operated manually. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's the last anybody ever saw him. So he just, like, fizzled out of existence. Pretty much. Ew. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like that. Um, so there's a, a theory that he could have changed his clothes and walked out the door to the construction site that was, like, right outside the bar, like, on the other side of the bar, and disappeared on purpose. But his family was like, no, like, he's about to graduate, like, he's about to finish med school, he's got so much to look forward to, so there was, like, really no motive for him to leave, like, his life wasn't bad, and he wasn't having trouble with, like, mental... Yeah. Mental um, problems or anything like that. So after a year of checking his credit card, his bank accounts, and cell phones with no change, the family lost hope uh, that he was alive. Going into 2020, his brother is still looking for him. Oh, Which sad. made me so sad. I mean, I'm glad <laughs> somebody's still looking, but it's sad that... Yeah, it's there's... his younger brother, too, which makes it even worse. yeah that sucks um in and in 2020 a picture of a man surfaced that looked like schaefer in tijuana 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 mexico oh um fbi did a facial analysis and they determined it wasn't him oh but it surfaced all over i guess like the um the news and everything and it was like brought to like yeah, and it, like, widespread attention. Widespread attention, and it turned out that it wasn't him. Let's um, just talk about the fact real quick that the FBI has uh, enough facial recognition uh, software mm-hmm. that they were able to tell it was not him. Yeah. That's creepy all in its own. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The Ohio... Bur- Bureau? Bureau? Bureau, whatever. Buru? Buru. I spelled it wrong, that's why. (laughs) Of criminal investigation made a mock-up of what he would look like today if anyone would see or find him. And there is also a, um... A organization in Ohio that has a set... Has set aside $100,000. If he's found? If... For somebody who sees him or finds him, yeah. Oh, wow. But today, he would be 42 years old. Oh. Or just about 42 years old. Oh, man. That's wild. Like, you just disappear off camera. Just fucking disappear, dude. What if he got sucked into another, like, dimension? That's what I was thinking. Like, a portal. Yeah. Like, a fucking portal open. Yeah. And just, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what else? No, exactly. Aliens? There is no way in hell, like, from, like, the footage that they caught, like, and that the fact that they have, like, hella cameras surrounding this bar or whatever, because it's a two-story bar, too. It's hard to, like, get in and out of. Yeah. Like, and also, I just thought, like, if the whole, oh, he changed his clothes to disappear. Y- yeah. Was he carrying a, a backpack? B- no, exactly. Or did he just, like, party boy his pants off and had <laughs> you know what I mean? And did they find any clothing, and, like, dumped in the bathroom? No, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't... But then it's, like, it kind of puts into question, though, like, what about your buddy? What about your roommate that didn't want to... I mean, unless he was... If he chose to go missing, maybe the roommate's the only one who knew. No. And yeah. Not, oh, I'm not taking a polygraph, because they say, if they ask if I know anything about it, I'm a freak out. Yeah, but I feel like if you're going to go missing like that, you're not telling nobody. You're just fucking getting up and going. I don't know. Because I feel Maybe like that... after 20-something years, or almost 20 years... Yeah, you would Like, he would have cracked by if now. If you... Yeah, maybe. If not, that's one good best friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, you're right. You would think... Because he would be the only one who has answers for the family, and it's like, after almost 20 years of his younger brother looking for him, you're not gonna fucking just be like... Like, bro, yeah. he's alright... I can't tell you where he's at, but he's alright, you know? Maybe. Like, nothing like that. And if the roommate had something to do with it, mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, 
he would have he would have told maybe on himself. Told somebody. Yeah. Something, but I don't know. I mean, I guess some people are good at keeping secrets. I just feel like you know sometimes they say like oh prisoners will sit in jail and then one day they finally like mm-hmm. tell somebody that they murdered the person for real or something. I yeah. Know. I don't know. I totally. That's super weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still having trouble with the old lady with the light out of her head, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's really weird. Like, that's, uh, that one's got me, like, puzzled. And it's like, you know, little kids have imaginations, but I feel like they've still base it off of something they've physically seen. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So it's like, where, there's, I don't know, where would this kid have seen something to make that up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's super weird. Oh, <sighs> well... Now that I'm unsettled. Yep. <laughs> I did just look at Adam Driver really quickly. It'll help. Okay. You just scrape that all. <laughs> just, keep, just keep scraping. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Apparently oh, I have no God. spatial awareness today, guys, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Ugh. I don't know. I don't have any nerd talk for you. I don't have any either. I've been too busy. Exactly. Fucking school started, like, for my my district. And school started for the kids. And it's just been fucking non-stop. And then this weekend was just fucking insane. It was non-stop. It was non-stop. I realized I was up for 20 hours. Yeah. I had woken up at 6 o'clock mm-hmm. to get ready and I didn't get back to the cabin until, like, what, 2.30? Oh, I don't know. Or go to sleep at 2.30? <laughs> I don't know. I had to drive home that night, and we didn't <sighs> get home until almost 2. But, you know, when yeah. you drive like that, and then you get out of the car, you can't fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. I fucking got out of the car, because I had to drive, like, the rest of the way home. And fucking, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to bed until, like three-ish and then I had to be up for work at like five so I could get the kids and shit ready yeah it was not great not I was like great. oh I'm gonna go to bed tomorrow or go to bed early tonight no fuck no my ass didn't go to bed till like 11 yeah I, I still went to sleep at like midnight last night and I was like what am I doing yeah but I was up until 2 30 the night before so it's like I have to slowly get my ass back to my yeah like 10 11 o'clock Bedtime. I'm so gonna get back to my eight o'clock bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eight thirty. Uh, yeah, that was a busy ass week. I'm glad I have like tomorrow off. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna make her a little cake. Oh. Call it a day. Like I wanted, I thought about taking her to go do something, but she's one now. <laughs> uh, we're still in a panini, <laughs> and I don't know what you. I don't know what we would do. And I'm still exhausted, so it's like, well. Just take her out for, like, like a tiny little thing of ice cream or something. I, I feel know. like we did something really small like that for the kids on their birthday, their first birthday. Yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure something out. Just, like, something super small. Even if we just get rest. There you go. <laughs> like, you want to sleep now? Oh, my gosh. She, sl- she slept a long time. She's so cute. I just love her. <laughs> I got to babysit her, like, all weekend, guys. Like, it was amazing. That was nice. Everybody was very nice to take my child. I loved every minute of it. You have no idea. Brian's like, can you just set her down? I'm like, nope. (laughs) Absolutely not. You cannot tell me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, um, (laughs) that's our cue. I got to get to work. Uh, yeah. So, um. Join us. Join us next time when we talk about our. We talk about our. Uh, when well, Brittany mostly talks about her. When experience, I talk about my experience, at the and I just show cry club. in the corner. Okay, Kaylin cried in the corner. Um, and then yeah, um, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. I posted some pictures from the Washoe Club. In. I'll post them in an actual post so you guys can actually, like, look at them. I posted them in the stories, but they're gone by now. Uh, Long gone. (laughs) So, yeah. 
um, leave us some reviews and send us a screenshot of your review before you post it and then we will send you some stickers. Um, yeah, if you have any requests, send them in. If you want to share some personal stories, send those in. We can also do it anonymously, so don't worry. Yeah, we don't have to bust you out to your friends and random people around the world. Because we, I, I mean, it says we have some downloads from around the world, so. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We hope you're uh, amused. We hope you think we're as Maybe. funny as we do. <laughs> I mean, we definitely think we're funnier than most people do, but that's Oh, okay. this is exactly true. That's all right. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. That's going to be my main character problem. I think I'm funnier than I actually am. All right, then. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. Um, bye.